Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It was great to see our friend Danny Mack at the Cardinals game on Sunday. Unfortunately, the game didn't go as planned, but it was great to see him pregame as well. I got to see him in his element. Alex is over there catching up on the side with everybody, getting one-on-ones. It was a great thing to see. Dan joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Dan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I'll tell you what, that is the, uh, the, the part of the pandemic, and there's so many things we could talk about, obviously, that are more important than sports, but... In trying to do my job, uh, being down on the field, talking to players, and uh, being able to see the ball, kind of a prerequisite, but um, being down there and visiting with guys, it it was great. So good to see you the other day and looking forward to tonight. Dan, what's the biggest difference of you and your element and BK and his element? It's vastly different. (laughs) BK gets after it, man. I mean, he's right in the middle. He's letting it rip. He's got questions. He's holding people accountable. I got no problems with uh, BK. He was. He, I, I did have a problem though. There was Uh-oh. one of the young players, and he he actually said, "Hey, can I talk to you?" And the guy said, "Sure." He's very accommodating. And then BK like went in the dugout, and I just saw him giving a tongue lashing to this kid. Jeez. And I was like, "Wow, man!" Probably, Save it for the hot takes on the radio. He's probably talking to him about how analytics are more important than the game feel. You know, Dan. It was Lars Newbar. I, I told him that he hadn't been playing very well this year. He said he hadn't well, played he had yet. Played, yeah. <laughs> that that would probably help your cause. Yeah, but true. anyway, you know. But BK was down there doing his thing. I loved it. Hey Dan, I wanted to ask you about the lineup for today. You know how this is in St. Louis. We love our lineup game, and uh, they decided to switch it up a little bit. Going up against a left-handed pitcher, you're going to see Albert Pujols in the lineup as expected in your number five hole, and one through five is as expected. But they decided to go Tommy Edmonds sixth, Harrison Bader seventh, DeYoung eighth, and then Kisner's getting the starts today at catcher. What'd you make of them kind of switching things up with Edmond and Bader at six seven today? Uh, I don't look really that much into it now. I, I think that eventually, and this is kind of we, we've talked about it when you and I were doing the show. I think Ollie's going to be more of a guy that does little things like this in terms of. For instance, I, I think we're going to see Bader against a lefty at the top of the lineup at some point. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if you saw a power hitter at the top of the lineup at some point, like what they did with Pittsburgh, or Kyle Schwarber has done that as well. I, I just think we put so much into lineup construction. As long as your best hitters are getting plate appearances and the most you can squeeze out of them, I, I think that's the way you look at it. So get Goldie to second, 
uh, put Arenado third or fourth. O'Neal in there. I love O'Neal's sandwich between those two guys, the younger player between the two big threats. And that's where this lineup gets lengthened. So as long as those guys are near or at the top, I, I just don't read a lot into it. Dan, nobody will ever be Albert Pujols in his prime, but watching O'Neal, Goldschmidt, and Arenado in the first three games, does it give you a little bit of that MV3 vibes? Last September I did. Now let's see it over the course of a full season, and then I think we'd have a better understanding of that. I, I think what you're going to have here, Alex, is that you're going to have times in which two or three are hot as can be. And yeah, you're going to say, man, this is MV3. This is Roland Pujols Edmonds. Um, but I, I think though, when I've seen O'Neill and, and at times Goldie, especially in the beginning of seasons here in St. Louis, they get streaky. Arenado is streaky too. But when you get those three guys clicking, there, there really isn't a better three that you can ask for in baseball because they all can punish it and, uh, and, and do damage. So if they get those three going, I mean, it's it's going to be a long year for a lot of people and a lot of pitchers. I love seeing Carlson, what he's doing at the top. He's got a 10-game hitting streak dating back to last year going into the game tonight. He's been getting on base in front of those guys, and when he does, he scores. So really a key in lengthening this lineup outside of those three. Some keys will be an Albert Pujols. DH combination and also in front in Dylan Carlson. So it'll be fun to see how it plays out. Danny Mack is our guest Cardinals broadcaster on Valley Sports Midwest. You can also check out his work Dan- scoops with DannyMack.com. He's got a fantastic podcast that you can find over there. You can also find him. He tweets it out at DannyMackTV on Twitter as well. Dan, I wanted to ask you about tonight's starter uh, and really both starters. I guess they're going to do a little bit of a piggyback situation here. Dakota Hudson getting the start for the first time this year, coming back from that Tommy John surgery. And then you've got Jordan Hill who's going to back him up uh, as they decide not to push him back to tomorrow. Wayno will get the start if they play it in tomorrow afternoon's game. What are you expecting out of those two in their first appearance this year? Well, first of all, I did talk to Jordan Hicks the other day, and this has been in the works since the end of last year to make him a starter. So it's not like something that, you know, hey, we're going to, you know, catch this in the in the wind and try to say, hey, let's, let's do this. Um, this has been in the works since... Basically, he was in the Arizona Fall League at uh, the end of last year. And so I asked him if he's been training as a starter. He said, absolutely. It's not foreign to him. As you guys know, he's, he's made a bunch of starts in the minor leagues. So I, I like the idea of moving him to the rotation. And this is by design to keep him healthy. So it's, it's may become a, a necessary thing, depending on how other guys perform. But this is by design, and it's something that he welcomes. And in terms of Hudson, the key will be, and I've I've just felt this from the the day that he got to St. Louis, he he doesn't throw overly hard. As a matter of fact, I was doing some numbers in 2019. Among the starting pitchers, his four-seamer, 94 miles an hour, the average, and a sub-200 average against him, the other four were Garrett Cole, Tyler Glasnow, Mike Clevenger, Jack Flaherty, Dakota Hudson. So, what it tells me is that his ball is moving when he throws that sinker and that two-seamer, and the key will be throwing strikes because he led the National League in walks per nine at, at almost four and a half per nine. So that, that can't happen. And when you have his kind of stuff where the majority of the time the ball is going to stay uh, on the ground or inside the ballpark and this kind of defense, you got to throw strikes, and if he can do that, he'll he'll have a very good year. I mean, you've got, what, 26 to 30 gold gloves out there combined, so 
throw strikes and probably good things would happen for him. Dan, I know this is further down the road and the cliche saying is, well, it always works itself out. But we were talking earlier today about Jordan Hicks. What do you think the plan is when Jack Flaherty is ready to come back and, and you have six guys for a five-man rotation? Things have a way of working themselves out, don't mm-hmm. they? Yep. And uh, I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves. And, and by no, I don't think Flaherty's anywhere near coming back. So I don't think you're going to have to worry about that problem for quite some time. And when I say that he's not near coming back, this is by design. I mean, this is uh, taking it really easy and throwing 60 feet, then 90 feet, and then you got to build back up. So if you start looking at it in baseball terms, it's going to take a little bit for him uh, to get back on the mound and, and be effective in a major league game. Now, my understanding is is that he may travel with us uh, on the road trip, so they'll keep a close eye on him and, and see how he feels. But, you know, Alex, I mean, it, it's I know that's cliche in saying it takes care of itself, but, man, so many times in baseball it really does. And so to sit there and, you know, speculate after three games, would somebody go to the rotation or do you piggyback at this point? I, I just don't know. Danny and Mac- really nobody does. Yeah. Danny Max, our guest here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Dan, it, it's only three games, as you just said. We've only seen one appearance from these guys, so we're not trying to make any sort of grand takeaways. But which pitcher has impressed you most based on their appearance in the first series of the season? It, it, among starters and relievers, anybody? Yeah, you can throw anybody um, in there. L- let me say non-Wayno edition because obviously okay. he was always impressive. Yeah, that's I was going to go with him first. Uh, Ryan Helsley, uh, love what I'm seeing. I mean, you know he's a hard thrower. I mean, that's that's been his mo ever since he came up. He had triple digits in his major league debut against Milwaukee, but his secondary pitch is a lot tighter. There's something going on. I'm going to try to find out what he's doing differently with it. But his slider, that little, you know, just it doesn't have a hump in it. And if you're trying to gear up for a hundred, and all of a sudden you get that, and it's still hard. Believe me. But he's got a sharp break to it, and he looks nasty. So he's the guy that really has impressed me uh, coming out of that bullpen. Is just a guy that looks like you can count on. And I like Wickren. I, I like what I've seen out of him. And uh, But if you're asking me for the one guy that really is, is stood out, for me it's Ryan Helsley. And as he if he continues to go like this, then he develops into – not only a guy that takes on inherited runners, he was one of the best ever in the history of the Cardinals last year, statistically in uh, eliminating inherited runners and in all of baseball. But he's also a guy then that you get in, in those high leverage situations and maybe start an inning clean to bridge the gap to the back end. So I felt a long time ago when I saw him in spring training, that this is kind of a closer in the making type guy. Um, And maybe that's some of the, the thought process now and watching him that if you get those, High leverage spots in the seventh or the eighth, they turn it over to Ryan Helsley. But really, really impressive over the weekend. Dan, since we're on the topic of, of pitching, what have you made big picture in Major League Baseball so far to the start of the season with pitching? Because, I mean, we've seen Milwaukee's guys get lit up, the Dodgers' guys get lit up. Is this just a carryover from a shortened spring training for some of these starters? I think so. Um, I, I think you don't really see trends until, you know, probably a couple of times through a rotation. But certainly when everything's on the line and these games mean something. It's the the approach of the hitters, and you're facing a lineup one through nine of major league hitters, not you know maybe four or five in a spring training game, and and there's some minor league guys sprinkled in. Um, you know the intensity is is ratcheted up, and and so I think that you see better at bats being taken by the hitters, and at this point they're probably ahead of the pitchers, um, and it looks to me that that most organizations. I think it was the other day, guys. I think only five pitchers 
going into Sunday had thrown like more than six innings or five innings, something like that. Um, something crazy. So I think by design and with the expansion of the rosters that you need guys to get work, that they're being uh, in particular organizations are being very cautious with their pitchers with the short and spring training. Um, the other thing I'm seeing is a lot of hit batters. And it just seems like maybe it's the cold weather or the crackdown again on the sticky stuff. And if you watch the game tonight, you're going to see that the umpires do check again. That that got brought in towards the end of spring training because they were starting to see a jump in spin rates that were not really what they should have been. And so they not only check if they feel they have to, the glove, the belt, the pants, uh, the hat, but what they do now is they go right to the hand of the pitcher. So if you're watching the game and you see the, the umpire go over, and it'll, it'll happen tonight at some point with the starters or relievers, they go and look at the fingertips of the pitchers. So they're trying to crack down on that, which tells me is maybe these balls are a little slick, especially with the cooler weather uh, throughout the country right now. Dan, uh, wanted to follow up on your, your comment about Ryan Helsley, just kind of diving into the numbers, and I'm sure you've done this as well. I know you're always into this stuff, but his curveball, when you look at the break that it has horizontally, it's double yes. from where it was yep. a year ago, and it's like exactly. five times what it was when he made his debut back in 2019. That's really interesting. I mean, that's that's a game-changer potentially for him, so that'll be interesting yeah. to see what you hear from him if you talk with him. Oh, yeah, I'm going to try to get with him, and I, I, I think... Sometimes guys in the, the the data will tell you, and they really do. I mean, it's an it's incredible the deep dive you can take in with data. You know, for instance, the starter for the Royals uh, tonight was basically trying to get a better fastball, and he's worked on his secondary pitches, but spin rate, and so he's improved that. But also, the eye test will tell you. So when I was sitting there watching Helsley, and really it was in spring training when I noticed it this year, it's just the eye test of that's different. Something is different in a positive way where hitters are now not only having to gear up for the, the fastball, but, man, that, that breaking pitch is filthy. And so, it, you know, guys will do that. I, I think the data is great for baseball. I know it bores some people and all that, but this is where the game is, and it is, you know, something that can be used as a tool for these guys to figure out exactly where they're at. Hey, Dan, we loved having you back on the call once again so far this year. People can watch you over on Bally Sports Midwest. Check out your work over at scoopswithdannymac.com as well. Always love having you on the show each and every Tuesday as well. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll talk with you again soon, my man. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Look forward to next week. A good story helps us understand the world and how to make it better. That idea drives what we do on the Daily News podcast, Post Reports. We bring you stories that empower people. You know this is a fraud, right? Why are you calling people doing this? And that hold powerful people accountable. Wait, you did what? We had to sue your office twice to get our hands on these documents. My name is Martine Powers. I co-host the show. Take the trusted reporting of The Washington Post wherever you go. Follow and listen to Post Reports.